Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call, did write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of Maga the Hutt to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is the appeal to stupidity. Can I just congratulate you on Maga the Hutt? <laughs> Why have we not thought of that before? I don't That's know. It's just We're so brilliant. In. Yeah. yeah. Mega the heart is excellent. <laughs> so good. So the appeal to stupidity is where someone, while they're making an argument, tries to get either their opponent or the audience to kind of devalue smartness, education, intelligence, intellect, reason, all yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. So that it becomes easier to make a stupid argument, basically. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> because if you if you say, you oh, you clear don't all that stuff out the way. Don't, don't yeah. pay attention to anyone with any knowledge or expertise in this area. Yeah. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, uh-huh. and ironically, makes them an expert. You know. In yeah, the, kind in of the, by default. Yeah, in the, in the uh, land of the blind, the one-eyed man, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yes, yeah. exactly. So if you can go around and poke all the experts in the eye and then you can say, Come on everybody, follow me <laughs> and then hurtle over the cliff edge, everyone will go with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So our first example comes from an interview that Trump gave to Hugh Hewitt on the radio before he was elected. Right. And he was saying how great he was going to be at everything. Right. <laughs> You know, I feel I have a very good dress. One of them said, wow, you really understand foreign policy and you really understand military policy. A general well, I, told me that. He was shocked, actually, if you want to know the truth, because he assumes that I'm you know, really great at real estate and really good at deals. But I really do have an understanding of that, and I know what to do. And I, I see what's happening, and I listen to some of our so-called experts on television, and it makes you nauseous to listen to them because they don't know what they're talking about. So, you know, I I think it actually could end up, you know, every poll shows that I'm the best on leadership, I'm the best on the economy, I'm the best on the borders, and, you know, and and the best on terrorism. (laughs) (laughs) The people that the TV tells you are experts on foreign policy and terrorism and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. They're idiots. I know. I have just this natural grasp. Yeah, of foreign policy. I really understand it. Like, I understand like his natural policy. grasp of you know, they know I'm already really good at real estate, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. really good at deals. That's a given. Yeah, the, yeah, they but, they already know that. Yeah, but now they're surprised. Some to find of them are surprised. Some of them are amazing. Yeah, you're just <laughs> cool. You're so good at this. That's uh-huh. why we just thought you were really good at being bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, morally yeah. and fiscally. 
Yeah, but no. It's very much like that time when he said about coronavirus. Um, right. That the, doc- the doctors said to him, how do you understand this? Yeah, stuff? yeah, that's how right. You, yeah, yeah, how yeah. do you know so much, much about yeah. this? How do you know so much? <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, because we're only getting that secondhand reported through his narcissistic <laughs> lens that, you know, in his mind, he knows everything about everything. Yeah, yeah. So you know, these experts actually say, no, you should really not be sticking a very bright light up your ass <laughs> or imbibing bleach, much less <laughs> intravenously. Just ignore those. Ignore those people because they are, what do they know? Hey, what do they know? I'm top of the polls when it comes to <laughs> military and, and borders and terrorism. Well, yeah, he's certainly yeah. been bordering on terrorism for most of his term in office. Or yeah. if, if we were to assume that any conversation that has involved anyone saying, wow, you really get this, has anything like that has ever happened? Yeah. It's because he like pronounced a word right or something, and they were surprised <laughs> that he's that good. Yeah, yeah. That that was yeah. his level because they assumed he he just wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah. So exactly. the, so the fact that he managed he was to able to read Kalashnikov off yeah. the page and and say it <laughs> on the third try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as we know from recent video behind the scenes footage, he could barely say vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, once he was in office and had had been president for a while, he did a rally where he said this. If you vote for Biden, he will surrender your jobs to China. He will surrender your future to the virus. He's going to lock down. This guy wants to lock down. He'll listen to the scientists. If I listened totally to the scientists, we would right now have a country that would be in a massive depression instead of, we're like a rocket ship. Take a look at the numbers. So this was in October of 2020. And you remember how brilliantly the economy was doing in October of 2020. Oh, man, it was like a rocket ship. It's like a rocket ship, isn't it? Yeah. I'm thinking thinking of Apollo 13, (laughs) maybe, or or the Challenger. Yeah, that kind of rocket ship. (laughs) It was... It was kind of like a rocket ship that was coming out of a very, very deep hole. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and not quite reaching, reaching the surface. Reaching the surface, let alone terminal velocity. Yeah, because yeah. no, by October, velocity. The, the economy was utterly fucked. Yeah. Like, historically <laughs> fucked. Yeah. And, yeah. and so the way that they do the graphs of like GDP growth and stuff like that is comparing it to the previous quarter. Yeah. So compared to Q2 in in 2020, Q3 was looking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so that is what he was talking yeah. about in terms of you know how amazingly yeah. everything was going. Well, yeah, it's a bit uh, like Boris and his <laughs> we are the the highest performing economy in the G7. Well, yeah, yeah, in that you're barely above naught. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't awesome. And mm. if he had listened to the scientist, things maybe other than the economy would have been better. Yeah. Like the, like the, 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 Eat, just look at the numbers, the numbers of the dead people. Yeah. 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 And like I hate that bit where he, he kind of, he does this, the scientists, like he kind of, <laughs> 
he puts on a virtual white yeah, jacket and kind of... He's mocking that he, Biden yeah, would yeah. listen to scientists. That's what he's doing. Rips the piss out of everybody that he doesn't like. Anyone smarter than him, which is almost everyone. everybody. Yes, yes, exactly. Which is why he gets on so famously with his wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so our third example comes from uh, Matt Gates, congressman. Oh yeah, he's an expert. For Florida, yeah. Who yeah. is yeah Florida absolutely. man? Yeah. This was the tweet that we've actually talked about before, mm -hmm. where he said, uh, "How many of the women rallying against overturning Roe are overeducated, underloved millennials who sadly return from protests to a lonely microwave dinner with their cats and no Bumble matches?" Hmm. Which is quite the tweet. And quite a question, because uh, the, the answer, yeah. of course, is zero. I mean, even if it was 100%, yeah. that's not an indication that their point is wrong. That their, yes. Their, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that yeah. their position on Roe is in any way arguable against. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If everything he said was true of every single person there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not. But the idea that those that these this group of people is overeducated mm. is a weird take yeah yeah and, yeah and kind of trashing their intellect but in the opposite way to how you would normally trash someone's intellect yeah yeah <laughs> normally you'd point out how stupid someone is like say yeah. matt gates or trump yes exactly. um yeah but, but to but point yeah, out that their point is invalid because they're overeducated yeah, <laughs> too knowledgeable about Tr stuff. Trouble is, they're book smart. You yeah. people are book smart. You've got no street smarts. You're all book smart. There is a weird mixture in the GOP because their base is, generally speaking, less well-educated than the Democrats' base. They, yeah. they have a higher percentage of non-college graduates, even though a large proportion of the actual politicians in the party are very well-educated. Yep. They they rail against education and they pretend to be stupider than they are. Yeah, and and they pretend <laughs> Which, to. Wow, that's something. Yeah, that, yeah. If Matt Gates were to <laughs> pretend to be more stupid than he is. I mean, yeah. For some of them, it's the only explanation because yeah. you can't yeah. actually be as stupid as Louis Gomer no. appears to be. No. That's not like he wouldn't be able to get to the capital. He wouldn't be able to tie his shoes. Yeah. No. Yeah. So the fact he doesn't fall down more suggests <laughs> he he actually is he's, more intelligent cracked, than he comes across. He's cracked the old upright bipedal thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But a lot of them are proper, you know, lawyers yeah. and, and, you know, Ted Cruz is yeah. Harvard educated. Yeah. Senator John Kennedy is, is um, I mean, he comes across as this kind of foghorn, leghorn, mm -hmm. bumpkin, weird yeah. guy. But... I think it's yeah, the way he's... he says boy. I say boy every, every, <laughs> yeah, time, that, he, every time he starts a tweet. Yeah, but it <laughs> seems to be an affectation mm. to to appear more accessible to to people who who view those yeah. those yeah, yeah East Coast elite intellectuals yep. as yep. as bad guys. And now is the time I think for Marx's British politics corner. We're back in in the, the gove that keeps on goving 
It's the uh, let's travel back to June the 3rd, 2016, when Sky News's Faisal Islam interviewed Michael Gove about the Leave the EU campaign. The leaders of the US, India, China, Australia, every single one of our allies, the Bank of England, the IFS, the IMF, the CBI, five former NATO secretary generals, the chief exec of the NHS and most of the leaders of the trade unions in Britain all say that you, Boris and Nigel are wrong. Why should the public trust you over them. I'm not asking the public to trust me. I'm asking the public to trust themselves. I think the people in this country have had enough of experts with uh, organisations from acronyms saying... people of this saying, country have had saying, enough of experts. From organisations with acronyms saying that they know what is best and getting people it consistently wrong. This because these people, those who are arguing that we should remain, have a vested financial interest ah, right. so, in the so operation are they of lying, the European are they Union. stupid, or is there a conspiracy? There's a conspiracy. No, I'm pointing out that um, the majority of people in this country are suffering as a result of our membership of the European Union. Their wages the are lower. Of people. Yes, the their majority wa- of people. Their wages are lower. 33 million Access people to public are services is what's restricted. Your, what's your factual basis for that claim that 33 million people are suffering from EU membership? Well, we can you complain about you. the other side's figures. What's your factual basis to say the majority of people in this country are suffering from EU membership? Well, I know myself. I know myself from my own background. So the (laughs) the thing about the appeal to stupidity is it actually says, forget about what the people who know about this stuff think. Forget all that. (laughs) How do you feel about it? What do you feel about it? Because that's that's the important thing. You know, know, there's all these people where it's just this hastily made up thing about which you can't even say properly. You know, I think people are fed up with listening to people from organisations. Experts from organisations ex- with acronyms. Yeah, well, it was, it was said, you know, experts <laughs> with organisations from acronyms. <laughs> so, it's, and, well, that doesn't include Australia, India, China, you know, all the heads of state. You know, ironically, all of those countries that, that the UK is desperate now to do trade deals with because... We left the EU and now the trade deals that were brokered by the EU with those countries are all gone and we have to forge our own. So the very people that we're now desperately trying to do deals with were saying, what the fuck are you doing? Just stay where you are, you idiots. (laughs) And... uh, so and and also he kind of goes oh yeah well there's there's the, the see those expert those experts who are um, uh, with with companies from acronyms they they have there's a vested interest in those who remain they're all doing very well from the EU they go yeah but what about the vested interests of the people that voted leave that want you to vote leave Gove for instance Rees-Mogg. All of the people with offshore um, banking uh, arrangements that the EU is clamping about to clamp down on, which if you leave the EU, then you're no longer subject to. And then, of course, he's dismissed these experts in favour of people themselves. And then Gove goes on to place himself in the role of expert by making up stuff about the majority of people's lives being ruined by the EU. And then when pressed, he goes, well, I, I my own personal experience. He goes, oh, OK, so what we've got to do is dismiss all of these people that work for companies with acronyms and Australia and India and China and anywhere else 
and just listen to you because you know of one person whose life was ruined by the EU, according to you. Yeah, and it's, which is his which dad. is a lie. Which is a lie, dad, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. his dad has come out and said, no, none of that is true. Nothing to do with that, yeah, yeah. So, we, you know, kind of, you know, he just he pulls on the heartstrings of Aberdonian fisher folk, kind of goes, yeah, EU ruined with the fishing quotas, you know, yeah, and also, if in doubt, <laughs> just invoke the fish, you know, that's right, yeah, so long, thanks for all the fish. It's that, the, the whenever there's a, a problem, then it's always about the fishing quotas. So, the second example. Let's fast forward six years, and Faisal Islam is is now asking a question of Rishi Sunak in the Tory leadership debate, which is between the last two candidates, Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss. Now, remember, Rishi Sunak was the Chancellor of the Exchequer, the guy what looks after the money. He was the expert turned to when COVID hit, and he came up with a plan for furloughing people out of work. So rather than just lay everybody off, you just continue to pay the wages. The government would pay the wages for them. And he subsequently wanted to raise national insurance to pay for that, which wasn't a popular move. It was a stealth tax, actually. Um, it was a popular move, but it was one at the time that Boris and the school of Boris backed. But the problem was that Rishi was the first big gun to resign, which started the avalanche of resignations that led to the downfall, hashtag clownfall, of Boris. So he's gone out of favour with the school of Boris and their <coughs> star pupil, Liz Truss. So here's Rishi's answers to Faisal's question and then listen out to Liz's right-wing schooled response. Uh, for Rishi Sunak, can you name a single G7 country that's raising taxes in the current situation? What I can ensure is that our borrowing and debt is falling, and our borrowing and debt is falling like other G7 countries, because we have decided to put a lot of money into the NHS, Faisal, because it's everyone here's number one public service priority, and unlike other G7 countries, we fund our NHS through taxation. And if we want to get the backlogs down, if we want to support all the NHS workers that I'm sure are in the audience tonight, I thought it was the right and responsible thing to do to get the funding into the NHS. So that's what I did, what I did. But because I also think it's not moral. It's not moral to ask our children to pick up the tab for the bills that we're not prepared to pay. It's not a conservative thing to do, because if we're not for sound money, what is the point in the Conservative Party? It's the most conservative of conservative values, and that's what I stand for. The answer is that countries like the US, Canada and Japan all have higher levels of debt than the UK, but they are not following the policies that will lead to a recession. You just mentioned three countries. Do you know what mortgage rates are in the US at the moment? Do you want to use them as an example? Their mortgage rates are almost 50% higher than mortgage rates in this country because they're borrowing so much. I'm, I'm you sorry, this Canada. is scaremongering. Ca Canada this actually has... project a... fear. So there's Liz Truss's just ditching of, don't listen to this expert, in the same way that Gove went on to invent the phrase project fear, as did, did Jacob Rees-Mogg. So she's kind of, she's just reverting to, uh, you see, uh, you can't, she, basically, she wants to bring about tax cuts. Rishi Sunak is kind of going, yeah, if you do that, let's not have tax cuts, because if you do, how are you going to fund those? And if you don't put taxes up to pay for the thing that we've just spent lots of money on, then we're going to be handing that on to for generations to come. We're going to have to put the spend the country's credit card on those things and we haven't got sufficient growth because of fucking Brexit which nobody <laughs> mentioned there's not sufficient growth and uh, you know, pre predicted growth 
for the coming year for the UK because Brexit is still down even post-COVID. Everybody, all of the European um, economies are predicted to have their growth to go up post to reclaim where they were pre pre COVID, except for the UK, cause Brexit. <laughs> so um, so that was a weirdly panicky answer from from Liz, wasn't it? When Rishi's like, "Okay, well, you, you've just said a possible solution. Yeah, here's the here's the actual data on why yeah. that wouldn't yeah. work." And she's going, "Ah, scaremongering." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Project Fear. and the thing about Project Fear, right? Is it, it turned out to be true? Yeah, it's absolutely. all absolutely true. You know, even even Aiknobreed Smug has recently admitted he was completely wrong about the huge delays building up at Dover as a result of leaving the Customs Union, which was a project fear prediction. So, to, so to dismiss Rishi's expertise is is one thing, but then to use a discredited smear to do so is <laughs> completely stupid. That, yeah. Also. Note that uh, subsequently Rishi's expertise was further trashed on Twitter and in the right-wing press when he was accused by Camp Truss of mansplaining economics to Truss. He was kind of going, he was very aggressive and he just mansplained all this stuff. The thing about the the thing about what mansplaining is is that the people that the the women, I guess that yeah that you're mansplaining to people who aren't men that you're explaining this stuff to in a man kind of way they <laughs> already know it that's that's yeah. the thing about mansplaining is that they already know it and yet you're telling them because you're a man and they are a woman that they're wrong and they need to understand what feminism is or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah let me interrupt your expertise with my confidence. Yes, yes exactly, <laughs> yeah. And it's and the thing is, she doesn't know this stuff. No. And she does need telling. She's basically, this is it's all playing to the gallery of voters. She's promoting £40 billion pounds of unfunding tax cuts, tax cuts, tax cuts. <laughs> She's planning to increase borrowing to pay for the tax cuts to appease the selectorate that gets to choose the leader. So she doesn't know what she's doing. She's never been an economist. None, none of her roles in office have involved money. She's never actually been anything except Rishi mansplains that she was a Remainer. Liz, I, I remember the it referendum is. campaign. I remember the referendum campaign. And there were only one of us who was on the side of Remain and Project Fear. And it was you, not me. If you're having a discussion with an accountant, he's <laughs> going to bring the receipts. That's the thing. So he kind of points out that the one person who knows what Project Fear is, is the one person in the Tory party who was a Remainer and was on the side of supposed project fear she was the one that pointed out all the shortcomings of it and he's so she's gone oh project fear blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so actually what's happened is she's been schooled by the likes of reese mogg and nadine doris that the she is the boris continuity candidate she's the right-wing puppet thing is she's so stupid she doesn't know that all she wants is just like Boris. She just wants to to. Uh, she's lured by the click of the limousine door. <laughs> she wants to be in charge. 
that she's going fucking hell me a complete non-entity who doesn't know what to do with my arms when i'm standing still can <laughs> or, finally or her be face, or her face be or, no, her face. Like, or voice <laughs> or anything that comes out of her mouth yeah doesn't yeah but she has a fabulous dressing up box and it's you know it's all from Thatcher's yeah. wardrobe, which would look great in number ten because <laughs> that's where they came from. Yeah, she's bought them all. Yeah. Meanwhile, Labour campaign coordinator uh, Shabana Mahmood, I expect, is somewhat relished the relishing the sense that, and I quote, these two continuity candidates gave their now familiar chorus of unfunded spending promises bitter attacks and a trashing of the Tories 12 years in government that's the whole thing when you watch these debates they're all kind of going well yeah I remember yeah. growing up in the 80s it was a <laughs> fucking austerity it was a recession yeah no <laughs> who was in charge in the 80s mm. oh yeah you lot yeah yeah and yeah it's yeah. all been awful the past 12 years <laughs> We need to it's bring very, about tax It's very cuts, much yeah. a, I'm the only one who can save us from the wreck that my party has made of the country. Yeah, over the last and decade. I had a massive part in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and people are falling for it because it's, you know, get rid of the expertise. Let's just go with how you feel because that's the important thing. there of course with stupid girl so in the fallacy in the wild we like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective our first example is 12 angry men right uh, which we've used a couple of times before mm. how come you change your vote well it just seemed to me there was room for doubt you haven't got a leg to stand on you know that i hope oh i don't feel that way there were a lot of details that never came out yeah well good luck oh come on you're like everybody else you think too much you get mixed up <laughs> yep so yep yeah, one of the people who remains sceptical of the innocence of the bloody remainers for a yeah. while, yeah, uh, one of the last ones to come round, he is he's accusing the person who has changed his mind of thinking too much, and right? Because he yeah. he kind of immediately had a gut reaction to the guilt of this person, yeah, and and feels like yeah, that's that's fine. You shouldn't think about it, no, and. Use use be, intellect and consider the be, evidence. Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah be, be swayed swayed by details. Yeah, overthinking the whole thing. Well, yeah, that's kind of what you're asked to do <laughs> when you're in a jury. 
you know, angry or otherwise. You just got to go, well, let's just consider the facts devoid of how we feel about it, devoid of our experience of having been through similar situations. You've just got to take it on its merits. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's the point of that film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so our second example is from Miami Vice. Yay! The, the TV show, <laughs> not the film. The heretical film. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we're experts on it, you know. It's not how we feel about it, but <laughs> we're experts. This is the opening of an episode and presumably a drug dealer, a bad guy, who uh, <laughs> Sonny Crockett is is doing some undercover work, kind of working for, comes up to Sonny and says this. Damn, kid, it must be wonderful to be young and to know everything. You want to translate that, Mr. Carrera? Miguel, he does not realize that we are at war. Until Gato makes a move, everything must wait, even business. Well, the kid's not exactly your seasoned combat vet now, is he, Mr. C? Neither's that uh, chump counselor, Sugarman. They know nothing, even with all their fancy degrees. Not like me and you, huh, Burnett? To the school of... Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks! <laughs> the school of yep. Hard Knocks, that yep. set us up for this, this, like, being good at this stuff. Better yeah. than their fancy degrees that they've got, my, exactly. my son exactly. and his lawyer. It's a book yeah. smart versus street smart. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 If Sonny Crockett had street smarts that would be required of a vice cop, yeah. surely... He wouldn't roll his bloody sleeves up on his well, jacket for one thing. Nothing wrong with that. But <laughs> but he wouldn't in a, a probably reasonably small drug dealing community in Miami mm-hmm. spend mm-hmm. five years using the same undercover name, Sonny Burnett. <laughs> <laughs> who yeah when when sonny yeah. burnett continually turns out to be a cop you should stop <laughs> using that name when you're going undercover and breaking all the cartels <laughs> yes exactly yeah 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 because <laughs> yeah. word possibly get around or maybe he's just banking on the fact that the street smart people won't have heard of that <laughs> you know, yeah yeah I'm closing one eye and opening the other and raising an eyebrow as I say that. But, yeah, yeah, you've just ruined the entirety of Miami Vice now. Yeah. So there's a lot of this kind of idea that, oh, these these college people, they're their fancy mm. degrees. They don't know what's really going on in the world. They only yeah. know what yeah. they've been educated in they only know that stuff it's a kind of ivory tower kind of situation we know what's really going on we're we're good at life yeah so our final example in this section comes from the worst superman film oh my god Uh, i don't think there's any debate no superman 4's question you don't have to be an expert on that at all superman 4 absolute shite (laughs) (laughs) in this sequence superman has been wrestling with a moral dilemma because the US and Russia are kind of gearing up for nuclear war, kind of. They're just building up their nuclear weaponry. Mm-hmm. And and Superman, who who all of a sudden seems to have some kind of prime directive where he's not allowed to interfere, to interfere. in human affairs. Despite the fact that he reversed the rotation yeah. of the fucking planet in episode <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. By four, 
he's decided, or you know, maybe I shouldn't yeah. get involved. That's because he'd be watching Star Trek reruns. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's yeah, yeah, he's he's morally conflicted about whether he should intervene. Yeah. yeah. But Lois helps him out, kind of. How about you? Are you still down? Nope. Things are pretty clear, really. Good. Too much thinking wears down your batteries. Clark, you gotta go with your gut. Go with yeah. your gut. Which, yeah. when what you're trying to think about is a moral issue, isn't necessarily that terrible a piece of advice. But this kind of represents the idea well, that you yeah. should go with your gut where actually it's yeah there's yeah. there is evidence to consider or there yeah. is which it's kind of yeah it's kind of flying still. in the face of, of the entirety of my experience of <laughs> philosophy that i studied for three years when you say when you're talking about a moral dilemma maybe it's quite good advice to just go with your gut okay well we're talking about a superman here oh okay right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> anyway yeah <laughs> Whether it's good advice or not, you know, if you're not Superman, yeah. if the thing you're trying to consider is a thing where there is some evidence or a thing where thinking about it would be useful, going yeah. with your gut yeah. is yeah. not is not a logical, rational way to approach a decision or an, choosing whether an, uh, an argument is is a good one or not. Granted. So we're gonna we're gonna play fake news, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody. As well as anybody. Yes, it's time for Fake News, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. You see, now, these so-called expert players of the game who write in at the rate of maybe one a year and say, <laughs> you're, where you're going wrong, Mark, is th- overthinking it. You should just go with your gut. Yeah. That's, that's just go with your gut. Don't listen to a word Jim's saying just choose the one and I kind of say to them that's just stupid you've got you've got you've got to think about these things and then ultimately go with your gut and then get (laughs) and then get duped duped by I think going with your gut is largely your technique in this isn't it well so-called experts <laughs> told me that that's what you should do uh-huh. and I, yeah. yeah and i kind of do that and it's it's you know well you know as we can see i'm 46 out of 95 so much of the time <laughs> not most of the time but much of the time <laughs> it has paid off uh-huh. other times when i've not done that it's not paid off so yeah. you know call yourself experts you bloody do it each time <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, get to this point. Get to this point in the show. <laughs> Don't fast forward. You work it out. Pause, pause, work it out, and then start playing. Yeah, and, commit. Uh, commit to an commit, answer. Commit, and then <laughs> laugh at me. Yeah, not before, just then. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners, dear, dear <laughs> listeners. Sorry. The, the theme this week is mm-hmm. a little bit different because Ooh. Trump's Twitter clone, Truth Social, is ah, now available yes, yes. to UK right. consumers. Oh, which can means we sign I'm up? now on Truth Social. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm at Felicious Trump. If anyone is yeah. on Truth Social, uh, I have I've yet to be banned. 
So that's brilliant. That's good. I've but you've played. not tried hard enough. I haven't tried very hard. I've only been on it right. like four days. Fantastic. Um, yeah. But, so these are truths, which is the most ironic name for things yeah. Trump yeah. says. But oh, these okay. are these are these are posts that Trump has made. Is that the equivalent Trump, of a tweet? Truth. Yes. Oh, okay. You, a truth. You, right. you truth and you retruth. Uh, nice. Because because it's it's basically. It's exactly Twitter. Right. Any time they say Twitter, you say truth. Truth. Okay. <laughs> you say truth. They Twitter, can't truth, be bothered Twitter, to do truth. anything else. They have Brilliant. not made any effort at all Brilliant. to distinguish it in any way yeah. from Twitter, yeah. except for just giving it a slightly different name that Fantastic. starts with the same. Does the does the small blue bird look like a black? It's hoodie. a T. Oh, it's a, oh, okay. It's a T. Oh, which yeah. I believe they had to change the yes, logo exactly because they, they were used being. A, a trucking company. Yes, logo. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was a UK trucking yeah, firm. Yeah, at that. Yeah, yeah. It's not a British Telecom or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. It's not a mockingbird or anything. No. Or a vulture. <laughs> it should be. Wouldn't it? If they've got any sense of, I uh, know we're talking about the right wing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah scratch that. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Give me the truth. I've got on the back of my um, laptop, right. Uh-huh. I've got a sticker from when I bought the 50th anniversary of John Lennon's um, uh, Plastic Ono Band album. Came with the sticker, "Give me some truth," <laughs> and I've got it on the back. I didn't realise uh-huh. until now. This is what it what he's been talking this is what about. It was about yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, truth number one. Yeah. Who would even imagine that the DOJ? That's in quotes. Or rather, mm-hmm. the Deep State Justice Department would be well, listening. DSJD <laughs> right, would be yeah. listening yeah. to testimony from a debunked social climbing scam artist wannabe media pundit who lied Brilliant. to the unselect committee about ketchup and other made-up stories. She doesn't Fantastic. know me, and I don't know her. She you don't know me. <laughs> yeah. She lost it when I told her she couldn't come work for me in Florida. That is excellent, isn't it? Social <laughs> climbing scam artists want to be media pundit who lied to you about ketchup and other made up stories. <laughs> I want to put out, I want to make it my next novel, it's going to be called <laughs> Ketchup and Other Made Up Stories. Yeah. Okay, okay, truth all right, number two, yeah, truth number two, yeah. Joe Biden's second bout of COVID, sometimes referred to as the China virus, was sadly misdiagnosed by his doctors. He instead has dementia, but is happily <laughs> recovering well. Joe is thinking of moving part-time to one of those beautiful Wisconsin nursing homes where almost 100% of the residents miraculously, and for the first time in history, had the strength and energy to vote, even if those votes were cast illegally. Get well soon, Joe. <laughs> That's a proper melange of things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like it's Golden Girls and and the China virus. Okay. Truth number three. Okay. Yep. Yep. Remember during the campaign, I would say with great conviction that if these people get into office, we would end up being, quote, Venezuela on steroids. Guess what? Another one of many Trump predictions that is true or turning out to be true. Trump was right about everything, as the now well-known phrase bracket chant goes 
another one of his well-known <laughs> phrases that nobody uses yeah i really quite like doj or the dsjd yeah and the scam artists want to be media pundit yeah uh-huh. okay dementia covering well beautiful wisconsin well, we know about the old voters that got, but they complained about they gave them the vote. And you go, well, yeah, but that's what you, even if you're 103, you still get the vote. Okay, Venezuela on steroids. <clears throat> right, well, according to my experts, who I'm going to ignore, and on the basis that they don't know nothing, um, I think that uh, see uh, you kind of go. How many greatest hits are there in there before you suspect that it's fiction? Is the problem with Trump? Um, so I think uh, number two is the one that you made up. Okay, so of mm-hmm. the other two, which mm-hmm. are you more convinced by? mainly because I like social climbing scam artists want to be media pundit number one okay yeah now obviously I don't have audio clips of these because they are no they are I've written down truths they are truths yeah uh, and but number one yeah is is fake news oh man oh wow that was the one I made up that's very, very good. <laughs> in that case, I hope you posted that. <laughs> See, I think that's... Oh, I've just worked... Yes, that's what you should be doing on Truth Central. It's just par- posting parody, Trump. parody <laughs> Trumps. Just whack them up. Don't, ev- don't even say you're a parody Trump. Just put them out there. <laughs> just put them out and see what happens. People mm-hmm. go, yeah, right on, sister. Or, or yeah, fallacious. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, oh we got oh my god! So that's so yeah. Wow, that is that's not a real that is excellent. But that was so (laughs) convincing. It was the catch up with other major stories. Wow. Uh, Yeah, he did call Cassidy Hutchinson a scam artist. That's that's the extent to which. But that yeah, it was based on reality. Yeah, reality based on Trump. (laughs) So. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know, but other, in all other senses, it's true. It is a truth. Uh, yeah, yes, it except is. Except you made it. It's yeah. a truth I, mean, I made up. Except it's the truth that you made up, <laughs> yeah. rather than everybody. Else. Yeah, no. Whereas the, so that, the other two are truths. So that, that no. he made up. Yeah. So that the so. the whole no way the whole bloody greatest hits thing of China virus, dementia, yeah. Wisconsin voting when you're... No. That that shit. was the thing that when I saw it, I thought, Jesus Christ, I have to see if <laughs> truth is available yet. Because I've been checking intermittently. But when I saw yeah. that, I was like, oh, I've got to get on Truth Social. Oh, God, God, so <laughs> got to get, I've got to be part of this. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. That's, well, this that is it. We, a... found, we found the perfect outlet. <laughs> For, for that, if that yeah. if that stuff is coming up as a truth, that's a former you, president of the United States who's, who's just doing that, a mashup of yeah. of everything, isn't Joe it? Joe has dementia. 
he's yeah. he, he had the and China the, virus. Old people in nursing homes were given the vote. Yeah. They voted illegally. Wow. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, the Wisconsin Jesus nursing homes Christ. thing, incidentally, is yeah. a reference to a part of the the convicted felon Dinesh D'Souza documentary. 2000 mules. Exactly, that's what misled me. Yeah, yes. which we, yes. have we have been covering in the last five di- patron di- specials. Dissecting, I think, you know, enjoying, maybe not, but yeah, yeah. This coming week will be the last of those that where we cover 2000 So mules. you say. No, I re- we're definitely going to get it done. Definitely okay. not binding. Which is number six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, that is actually what part of what we'll be talking about in the next one which was mm. a former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice called uh, Gableman, I forget his first name, who yep. did a study where he looked at voter yep. turnout in Wisconsin nursing homes and then just lied about the numbers yeah. and claimed that there were like 34 nursing homes where 100% of the residents, even people who were, you know, incompetent, legally yeah. or basically had, had all voted or whatever yeah. had voted and yeah. and when journalists looked into in it the real world, to try and yeah. verify any yeah. of it they yeah. they found there was one place where 100% of people had voted and it was a single nursing home where there were like 12 residents and yeah it wasn't unusual and the the numbers the the percentage of people in Wisconsin nursing homes who voted in 2020 was not significantly different from previous years no so but no. we'll we'll get into that more in our patreon bonus uh yeah so so, so if you're, yeah <laughs> nip over to if there you're interested yeah. in a ridiculously detailed breakdown oh my god it's so good of, uh, yeah. of 2000 mules and mm. why almost everything they say is a lie uh then yeah. check out patreon.com slash f trump yeah meanwhile meanwhile truth number three uh, yeah. Venezuela on steroids. That was also a, a real truth that Trump wrote. Um, and and yeah, he's Trump, and he still continues to talk about himself <laughs> in the third person. Yeah. and he claims as the now well-known that, phrase that Trump goes. was right about everything as a is a well-known phrase or even chant. Who the fuck is chanting? Trump was right about everything. But it doesn't even. It's not even a. <laughs> it's not. It's, Trump yeah. was right about everything. Yeah, it's you not can't. like build the wall. <laughs> no, Trump was thought, right about everything. About everything. <laughs> what, what was Trump, Trump right, right about? Everything. everything. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be easy. To do. Trump was right about everything. What was Trump? Even he was right. Too what many. was he right about? Everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trump was right about everything. It's just, yeah, no, it's it doesn't scan. It's it? just not. It's not chantable yeah. stuff, is it? He can't. He'd never be able to write an anthemic tune, would he? <laughs> he kind of go, yeah. Okay, what's your chorus then, Donald? Yeah. Trump was right about everything. No, it's it's, no. You see, we've got to work back from the chorus. What we need <laughs> is a really catchy chorus that people will just join in. Yeah, it needs to be a hook. Get, Three get words Catherine or and Messiah less. On it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. Quite. <laughs> Trump was right about everything. The well-known chant goes. So unfortunately, over. that means. Uh, you are still further. Yeah, from you see. Yeah, you see. The so-called experts, you so-called <laughs> experts, go with your gut. Yeah. No, 
See, yes, what you've got to do is study Jim over a period of years and, <laughs> and still fall for everything he does. Yeah. So you're now oh, on man, 46, 46 out of 96, 96, which means that in order to get it. 50 out of 100, you can still do it. If I get all four You right. just need a perfect score over the next four weeks, okay. which I don't think is unprecedented. I think you have had a, a run of four correct yeah. answers yeah. before and you know why that is so, it's because i've ignored the bloody experts <laughs> each time so so you never know yeah it's still possible <laughs> so now it's time for the part of the show that this week at least is called the public hearing season finale was not a logical fallacy because yeah as we were recording last time i know they did the last of the current, the first season yeah. of public <laughs> yeah. hearings. There's more yeah. to come. They they uh, they we, trailed they that. They really nicely sneaked that in, didn't they? They leaked it, but yes, yeah. They, yeah. It, it did come out at the end that there are going to be more because they're getting such a lot of people coming forward with actual evidence and yeah. more yeah, yeah, people yeah. to talk to and more things to talk about and and stuff like that. Um, so that is. So the thing, the thing is, it was on when we were recording. Did you yeah. then stay up and watch it? Absolutely not. No. Oh really? No. Oh, I, <laughs> no. yeah. So afterwards, I kind of like we must have finished well three a.m. my time where we yeah. recorded last time. I then sat and watched the bloody thing. Yeah. And it, oh my god, it was so exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is great. Yeah. But yeah. no, I had to, I had to catch up on YouTube. Um, right. yeah. But it has been throughout very interesting, very mm. exciting, and well put together yeah. as a whole. And the um, the kind of evidence they're getting is the is going to be very useful mm. to to the to the Department of Justice. Um, yeah. the, the one thing that the fact that they've announced that uh, there's going to be more in September yeah. means that you probably won't see any indictments from the department of justice uh based on this stuff until right. they've kind of basically announced okay we're done that's all the evidence we're gathering yeah or yeah, yeah, yeah yeah well they're, they're going to release at some point a a report that will detail all of the stuff that they have uncovered and and put it in the same way as the Mueller report did yeah yeah um but hopefully in a more more open to prosecution kind of way <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, well, I guess, but also the the environment has moved on. Yeah. So that people who are, uh, well, not least the presenters of, yeah, you know, episode six. What were we on episode six? Eight. Was it? This is eight. eight yeah, yeah, were former Trump acolytes. You know, that mm-hmm. even they're kind of like fed up with it. So that in the environment that the Mueller report came out in, there were. Many people who were willing to to just dismiss what the experts said, they go, well, yeah, but we feel he's all right. Yeah. So yeah, you know, they would they would apply the fallacy du jour, <laughs> and uh, yeah, because yeah. the other but, interesting thing is that that the um, uh, one of the comments i saw about the results of the work that they've done so far and particularly this episode is that there's clear legal peril yes that, uh, that no severe legal peril that was the, the phrase i mean they've been they've been fairly careful to use on multiple occasions 
the specific language of, for example, the uh, seditious conspiracy mm. statute and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, Jamie Raskin in, I forget which one, probably five or six, uh, was was talking about um, in obstructing or impeding official proceedings and, yeah. and using the actual specific language of the law to make it, I think, as clear as it could possibly be that what we're arguing here is that this law was um, was broken yeah. Yeah. by these yeah. people who we're talking yeah. about in yeah. this context. Um, yeah. And here's yeah. the evidence, and here's the testimony, and here's all of the things we can lay out for you. Merrick Garland has already claimed, said that, that um, his attorneys in the DOJ are looking at these hearings and kind of paying attention. Yeah. And... And they have already started talking to and subpoenaing people who have mm. given evidence yeah. Uh, yeah. at these hearings. But this this has laid out everything that happened in in a fair amount of detail and with a fair amount of context. And it's one of those things where it feels as a you know lefty. That yeah. that if you watch this thing and pay attention, it's it would be hard to still believe everything was fine, everything was you know on the level, yeah. And Trump yeah. didn't have any any part in January sixth, yeah. But, without but, falling but it, into the self evident yeah, I mean, it, trap, it, yeah. It feels kind of like the diametric opposite of the right wingers who watch 2000 mules and say well if you can if you watch 2000 mules yeah. and don't believe that there was fraud you're just deny you're, you're in denial you're fooling yourself you're yeah, you know, yeah yeah you're an idiot also if you watch so, 2000 mules and don't look into any of the details yeah, absolutely whereas this this is the yes exactly it's the it's the diametric opposite of this where you go here are all the details yeah that's the thing because um, because yeah. 2000 mules as we've talked about at length at great length um <laughs> does does not, it's not yeah it's back not up I mean, their enormous length it's not a great <laughs> film yeah yeah our, our analysis of it obviously is, is, great. is great oh my god um, it's so good yeah <laughs> but yeah. they but yeah they don't back up their they they have the the testimony for want of a better word that they have is from mm. anonymous people or mm. people who we know are not trustworthy <laughs> Um, yes. and and well, and the evidence they present, yeah, yeah. they don't provide. Any, you know, the actual for? the actual yeah. evidence itself, the or sources, or anything that's convincing. For, but they yeah. kind of say, "Yeah, have you got? Have you got more? Oh, yeah, we definitely got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, we're not, okay. No, we're that's not all we need to, to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, whereas this series of hearings, Does they have not only but, yeah, yeah they've, they've provided plenty of evidence. They have shown you where that evidence comes from. They've provided their sources. They have then talked to, you know, they've shown video testimony from, in some cases, those sources or audio clips of, for example, the kind of uh, radio communication that was going on yeah. between yeah. Um, DC Which police are, yeah. on the day. And Which uh, that's quite chilling, actually. That yeah, the Secret stuff, Service stuff yeah. that came out yeah. this time in this hearing yeah. um, was essentially a witness saying that um the secret service pence's detail particularly yep. were kind of basically making end of life calls to, yeah, to their yeah. families yeah. and saying goodbye because they thought 
this is, this is, this is a yep. bad situation. It's in a bad we place may not right make now. it yeah. home today. Yeah. Um, and, and those agents, they sign on knowing mm. that mm. they are, are kind of risking their lives. They are prepared to lay down their lives yeah. for the person they're protecting. But not usually in this yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. Not you know, in the in from, their pl- own place of work. Yeah, yeah. from from people from like the guy's line manager, essentially. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. You know, yeah. His his immediate boss yeah. is the one endangering his life, yeah. and yeah, yeah, that's that that was no, that was ama- it was dark. amazing because they because they kind of and that they got choked up in the in the retelling of it because i think that was part of the realization it you know it's almost like talking to uh, or hearing the testimony from a vietnam vet when they would suddenly realize that they were out there and exposed to near death experiences yeah which they were trained to to deal with but there it was. Oh, oh my God! Suddenly it was there, and my best friend fell and was mm-hmm. gone, and yeah. and I ha- and I had to deal with that, and I had to kind of get out. And it was you know the same with those kind of wartime stories, but but the and you know America's only so old, so it's only taken part in so many wars, I mean, so many wars, quite a few, for how old it is. Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that, managed to pack them in. Yes. So the so it was a familiar wartime yeah. kind of testimony, and which which caught out the the person in their testimonial. It it, it their emotion caught up with them. They mm-hmm. suddenly realised how dire the experience was, and I was taken back to the. There's a, an excellent BBC documentary called uh, six hours at the capital or something like that and uh, it's probably still on bbc.com and you realize the the intensity of the experience they were going through when they were particularly there was some bit where the the capital building police are just holding this corridor against an influx of it's like you know, uh, three hundred. It's like mm-hmm. Sparta holding this thing up, and the, and the, tr- and you can see the PTSD happening right there, and and the people who are recounting these tales, their voices, their voices catch in the same way as the, the testimony we heard about the guy talking about why he wrote, in the log. Okay, I yeah. think that the I think it's very bad for the service right now, and that's you know that's kind of um, very understated. Speak it was. For it was. Quite, it was understated, wasn't it? Threat. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause, yeah. The when I I thought it was a little bit of an odd question of why, because I it seems reasonable when this shit is happening, for someone to to note down that it is happening. It yeah. seems like that's the if what goes in the log, if it yeah. isn't that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If 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 secret service agents are calling their families to say goodbye because they don't think they're going to make it home that day because yeah. they yeah. they think that a, an insurgent force is probably going to kill them. Yeah. 
if that doesn't make it into the log of what happens to the Secret Service that day, yeah, what what yeah. what stuff is worth? What's the log for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yes. when when he was asked, you know, why did you feel this was necessary to go into the official log? He was, mm. And yeah, he was kind of just mm. well, it 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 was as it was a bad situation. Yeah, it was a we situation were staring where death in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. saying it was a situation where um, there would it, it looked like there was going to have to be lethal force or yep. worse. Or worse, I know. And is it, what is worse than lethal force? Well, that was I. I think uh, that was a, <laughs> the the yeah. thing that's worse. If you're a security detail for the vice president, the thing that's worse than using lethal force to protect the vice president is the vice president being killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they put the the radio, um, you know, the kind of walkie-talkie conversations are over this footage so there's people at the top of the stairs and then the the insurrectionists come into the building and they're saying okay we've got people in the building is the path no we need to go now if we're going to get into the secure place we need to go now yeah if we don't then, leave now we might not have a chance to yeah to get yeah and you've suddenly yeah. realized it's that close it's like five seconds yeah. and and six steps down the staircase mm-hmm. You know, and, and other, I mean, you, and, and you just need to look at the, the footage of Eugene Goodman, uh, the, mm. the officer uh, guiding the insurrectionists away yeah. from the Senate chamber. Oh my God! Yeah, to know, know they know how it, close geez, they got and yeah. how how yeah. much how yeah. important his role was. Yeah, yeah, in that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and I, when I saw that, watched that on the 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 BBC documentary mm. at that point, I, it was that I tears it's that point when your eyes go hot and yeah. tears come yeah. out and you think whoa he's kind of he knew exactly what he was doing because he mm-hmm. he knew where everybody was behind him you know these mad people with fucking nails through a baseball mm-hmm. bat kind of people they're, they're trying to kill pelosi and hang pence and he's just staring them down and moving them one way to give the the whole of the gathered lawmakers a chance to escape. Yeah, God, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah, the focus of this hearing was the uh, the hundred and eighty seven minutes that mm. Trump didn't act. Yeah, um, and and what he was doing at the time, which yeah. initially <laughs> was nothing. Yeah, yeah well, it seemed telly. to be nothing. Yeah, Clapping his initially, hands. It, initially, it, yeah. I thought, well, he just didn't. He just watched telly. He just watched it unfold and yeah. didn't do anything. But it's worse than that, as the witness Sarah Matthews phrased it. He was adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, he was calling representatives, Congress people, and, and senators to get them to to continue to object yeah. to yeah. the count. People like Tommy Tuberville were answering calls from him and and saying, "Yeah, there's we can't." object there's nothing happening at the moment because we're being attacked yes yeah, yeah. we're currently running yeah. away from the people you sent here yeah also i need to hang up now because they're trying to kill us yeah um and yeah but he just was that's what he was doing that's what yeah. his focus was on yeah not protecting anyone or doing yeah. his job at all yeah but on everything is going to plan yeah meanwhile just keep it up yeah 
Why aren't you demanding this, that and the other? Yes, yeah. Mm. They make the case for, well, of course he's not going to do anything because the rioters, the the insurrectionists, are doing exactly what he planned. They are interrupting and uh, preventing the ratification of the votes. That's, yeah. that's, you know, it's purely a ceremonial thing. He's lost the fucking election months before, and it's just, uh, they're reading out, the, the, and he's trying to prevent that. He's actively interfering in the lawful transfer of power. That he's, he's doing what the West accuses the likes of Robert Mugabe of doing, mm-hmm. you know, it's interfering and, and, you know, South American socialist governments are accused of doing exactly what he's doing on the basis that the, the election was stolen, blah, 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 blah. And this is, you know, let's just remember we're in a Western civilization. He's a rational Human being, <laughs> well, you know, you know, he's the the leader of the free world, so called, and yet what he's calling for is what he called for was an angry mob, yeah, to go down to the capital and yeah. prevent them taking the election from him because yeah. he was aggrieved at losing, and then he didn't. When people were being killed, people were being injured, hundreds of thousands of people were fighting the security forces and uh, with, with uh, they were armed and and they were stomping on them and bringing about life-changing injuries and he did nothing. It's, It's not like he couldn't do that. He's the fucking president. So he could have gone, oh, yeah, we're going to need a lot more security down there. Or he could just step down to the the, the press room and stand in front of a camera. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and At any go, point. And what that was doing, the thing. For, you idiot, for, for over three hours, he, yeah. Yeah. he, the only things he did were make it worse. He didn't do anything to try to yep. improve the situation. And he even was reluctant about the stuff that he yeah. did eventually. Yeah. yeah. When uh, when he did send a, a tweet, Sarah Matthews said that she talked to Kelly McEnany, the White House press secretary, about what was going to be in the tweet that, yeah. that Trump was going to send uh, to say, you know, you'd, the... Uh, was it the tweet? Did he send the tweet? He sent, I can't remember if he sent the video first or the tweet first, but Katie McEnany said to Sarah Matthews, he does not want to include any sort of mention of peace in the tweet. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. want to tell them to be peaceful. And it wasn't until yeah. Ivanka suggested tell them to stay peaceful, suggesting yeah. that they were being They'd peaceful. They'd already been peaceful. That yeah. he was like, okay, yeah, well, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked about, again, not just the fact that Trump was doing nothing, but the specific things he wasn't doing. <laughs> yes. Like yes. 
He yes. didn't. He didn't call the vice president. He didn't call anyone in the military. He didn't call anyone in federal law enforcement. He didn't call anyone in DC government. The people he called were senators, saying keep objecting. to fight his case. Yeah, to get them to to fight for him, not yeah. to. He wasn't calling them to see if they were okay. No, or you know to make sure no. they. He was. He didn't call Kevin McCarthy to make sure he was safe. He called yeah. him to tell him. Looks like these people care more about the election than you do. Yeah. In response to McCarthy going, there are people getting murdered here. They're, yep, oh, well, they're, you know, yeah. they're more angry they're about it than us. you they're are. They're in my office. Yeah. 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 He, was, <laughs> yeah. he was scared, they said again, I think. In, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, Kushner said that McCarthy was scared. Yeah. And brilliantly, they juxtaposed Josh Hawley's um yeah. defiant fist that he yeah. kind of he raised at the protesters as he was walking past in the morning or in the earlier on in the day yeah with his running like a bitch away yeah. from the the <laughs> scary protesters yeah. once they I were lo- in the building <laughs> i loved your your scooby-doo <laughs> running across the corridor bit i did i did so good probably so good. spend a little bit too much time <laughs> rotoscoping Josh Hawley out from the the original footage and and inserting him in a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Putting Um, massive (laughs) travelling mats around him. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's on the the Twitter account at Fallacious Trump. Yeah, Um, check it out, it's uh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And on our Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash Fallacious Trump. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, All I can say to that is, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just the first thing I thought of when I saw that. Yeah, when I saw, you know, exactly. It's, it's well, kind of running in between the doors, in the corridors and yes, stuff. Yes, exactly, it? yeah. Just, but also, yeah. I had the, the sound in, in my head when I saw it, it was um, Fred Flintstone on his toes uh-huh. yeah. about about to bowl a yeah. ball down the, the alley, yeah. That kind of ding, 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 ding. Yeah. 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 Hawley, incidentally, is about to release a book, uh, I think this month or next month, called Manhood, about about the virtues of masculinity about you know what it means to be a a real man yeah which uh, might be on we've the got slightly. to get <laughs> we've <laughs> got to read that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god we probably do don't we yeah <laughs> sounded like rigsby yeah. from rising yes but I mean, it is it is undercut slightly by by him running and screaming like a little yeah. girl. Yeah. Away. Yeah. I mean, the screaming yeah. I'm imagining it wasn't <laughs> on the video, but it's implied. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely there. Yeah. And they didn't. I mean, they really. It didn't add anything evidentially to the hearing. They didn't no. really need to include that bit. No. <laughs> it was just look at this cunt. Yes, that was that's right. Yeah. That was basically was, the entire purpose it, of it. I think it was a moment of, oh, actually, we can show that, and nobody's uh-huh. going to stop us. Yeah, yeah. So we also got uh, acknowledgement that they had other sources who had corroborated what Cassidy Hutchinson had yep. said about uh, Trump attacking a Secret Service agent and and desperately wanting to go down to the Capitol. They also had some. Behind-the-scenes footage of oh, Trump God, that was preparing, great, wasn't it? His his video message the following day on January seventh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's also the one of them of him 
saying something on January 6th where he kind of went, you know, go go home now. But there oh, was, yeah, so yeah, there yeah. were two. There was the behind the scenes of him saying, well, I don't want to say that the election was over. Yeah. And that's the, the seventh one. He kind of, uh-huh. he, uh, January 7th. Yeah. Uh, what? And he just kind of went, oh, no, no, let's just leave that out. Yeah, no, that's, I, that's too just, much. Not yeah. going to go that far. Yeah, I um, just want to say that you know they've ratified the results and blah 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 blah. Yeah, he didn't so, want to say that they would, they would kind of have legal consequences. Basically, yeah, yeah. Um, he yeah. he didn't want to say the word yesterday. <laughs> yeah, because yesterday <laughs> is hard for him. Hard for to him say because it's more syllables <laughs> it's than he's word. used to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, so so and yeah, he, then... he really did kind of choke the, the, this bit like. Um, it's a bit like the Fonz trying to say sorry. He's just really yeah. bad at reading and talking. Yeah, but also <laughs> saying things like vote. You know, uh-huh. uh, yeah, the vote's over now. Oh, no, I can't mm-hmm. say that. Can't say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Worse than Gerald Ford. Mm. At least Gerald Ford could, could read and speak at the same time. Might not be able to speak and uh, walk and chew gum, but he could read and speak with Trump can neither read nor speak no and that's the thing it's not surprising because we see him doing it uh in rallies and things Mm. and and he doesn't get through a whole sentence no without going off script or going just to to some pretending that he meant to say absolutely yeah Uh, yeah messing up and then pretending he hasn't messed up yeah so it's not surprising but it shows what the process is to get yeah. him to seem coherent on camera. Yeah. To get a few lines where he's said yeah. words in the right order. To express some sort of humility or some sort of, uh, in the face of the enormity of what's gone on, to express uh, that he has some power over what's happening. So I he was, don't feel like that came that that it, no. that even an attempt at that came across i don't i don't no. feel like well, what we saw the, suggested no. that's something he was going for <laughs> no well but absolutely he was absolutely not going for it because <laughs> on, the, on the january 6th one where they kind of went yeah okay enough's enough just fucking say something tell him to stop now yeah. and, he, and they wrote all these things about you know it, it's game over yeah go home You've caused enough trouble. Just fuck off from where you came from. It's that kind of, so they could distance himself from it. And he just got that went off yeah. script. Yeah, we're we not going to say any special. of that. Yep. You're, you're, we love you. Uh-huh. Off you go. Thanks very much. You've, you've, this is what happens. He said, yeah, stolen this is what happens when, when the, an election is stolen. Yeah. Yeah. And just, so, you think, oh my God, this man is in charge of the country. And the thing is, yeah. I mean, we've both filmed people, I'm sure. I yeah. certainly have. Yeah. Who, <laughs> who, who, cannot, yeah. who cannot get through a sentence yeah. without messing up or, or forgetting what they were going to say or yeah. anything like that. And it is, yeah. I mean, Christ, if, if the people <laughs> who film in the white house are i presume they're on staff i presume they're not just freelancers who you know they're getting a different person so whoever had that job during the trump administration 
Christ. Good good luck to them. Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No for, wonder for, they were emotionally drained. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's yeah. hard when you get one person. And I've had situations where usually the first thing they ask is, can I can I tape up a piece of paper to the camera that says what I'm going to say? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you're like, yeah. okay, first of all, we have a teleprompter. Second, yeah. no. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It'll look shit. Yeah. It's better yeah. if you just kind of... We know what you're going to you say, speak, just you know, say what yeah, you're going to you, say. You, yeah. Almost everything I've ever filmed, the person yeah. I'm filming is talking about their thing that they're yes, an expert the in. the stuff that they the know. The company yes. they own, yeah. the... the you know the the industry that they are trying to proselytize for yeah. whatever it is that yeah. they the stuff supposedly about. are knowledgeable yeah. and passionate about yeah. exactly yeah so the thing i try and tell people is just you know have a have a sense of what you want to say but yeah. talk from the heart talk say yeah. what what you feel and and i, and and I will prompt from, you in most with, cases yeah. Yeah, yeah i'll ask questions yeah and we'll cut those out yeah. and in most cases it works brilliantly and mm. just every now and again, you get someone who is utterly terrible yeah. at yeah, yeah. talking. Yeah. yeah. At just, just talking. Yeah. And you think, what must they be like in in normal conversations yeah. with potential partners, clients, donors? You know, yeah. you think, what, what must, how have your, how is your business that you're the leader <laughs> of? Yeah succeeded thus far if how has it got the one... to the point where you have enough money to have a video yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right and perhaps what we should be doing is employing the the business people uh-huh. the, uh, the the business the people that generate the partnerships let's yeah. go talk to them because obviously you're shit at it and that's why you yeah. mean, that's why you created a partnerships <laughs> department yeah yeah that's kind of largely covers i think what they they talked about and then they mentioned that they are going they are their work is continuing yeah they are doing more information gathering and conducting more interviews subpoenaing and speaking to more people one of the things that they're going to be getting i suspect over the course of the next um two months before or month and a half before the hearing starts up again might be alex jones's phone records because yeah. uh, we will be talking in a future episode about mm-hmm. Alex Jones's defamation hearing that is currently mm. undergoing because it is yep. amazing. <laughs> it is outstanding what is happening. And one of the things yep. that's happened this week in that, just in the last couple of days, yep. is that the plaintiff's lawyers have revealed that Alex Jones's lawyers, almost two weeks ago, accidentally sent them his entire phone uh, records wow. for the last, like, two years. Wow. Unbidden. Like, all of his Brilliant. calls and text messages and everything, that, like a copy of his phone, basically. Yeah. And that is now something they have and are using to impeach stuff that he has said on the stand and prove that he is committing perjury. Fantastic. And once the January 6th committee heard that an actual lawyer has this... Yeah. They were like, "Oh, when you're done with that, can we get a look can we at it? Because yeah. he we, has probably interacted with quite a few right-wing people around January 6th-ish. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it would be quite useful to hear what they're saying and find yeah. out what kind of text messages they've sent Alex Jones. So, yeah. so that's probably going to be one of the things 
that, that comes up be in September. more expensive than the four million <laughs> he's just paid out. Yeah, to the Sandy Hook people. Mm. I mean, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be. It hasn't. It's going to be more than that. I yeah. think. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, he's trying. He's he's tried to claim that he has no money and the info wars is a lot less lucrative than it in fact is yeah and yeah. his lawyer the same accountants as trump's so golf bad. courses in scotland yeah. i think he's got some of the same lawyers as trump because they're yeah. terrible they're really <laughs> just genuinely incompetent and yeah and to the to the extent where a lot of the um, commentary online has been from people saying are they being deliberately bad so that they can claim like he can appeal based on incompetent lawyers or something <laughs> but this is a civil case and that isn't a thing you can do yeah, which yeah. which still doesn't necessarily rule it out because they might not know that but <laughs> but they're, they're, they're really it, we're going to talk about it we'll talk about it in more detail yeah, <laughs> on another yeah. episode we can't protect ourselves <laughs> yeah yeah and finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. We finally got the news we've been waiting for last week when the DOJ confirmed that they are investigating Trump in their criminal probe of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. And Merrick Garland made it very clear that they do not consider anyone to be outside the scope of prosecution, even if they did used to be president. So far, the impaneled federal grand jury has heard testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson and Mike Pence's aides Greg Jacobs and Mark Short, and this week we hear that White House lawyers Pat Cipollone and Patrick Philbin have also been subpoenaed, which is, as January 6th committee member Adam Kinzinger put it, probably bad for former President Trump. Probably bad. Back in November 2020, when Trump lost the election, quite a few people were asking us, What's going to happen to the podcast now? Since, with Trump out of office, we surely would run out of things to talk about. Well, I don't think we're going anywhere just yet. Nope. They're <laughs> going to be busier than ever. Clapton, Banner, Morecambe, Idol, or even the original Marcy McFly, Stoltz. We can all get a bit lazy when bothering to distinguish one Eric from another, especially when you don't know your guitarist from your surreal comedians or someone you wouldn't like when they're angry. Nuns more seemingly ignorant, or perhaps just plain lower than a snake's belly cunning, than Trump, of course, who happily endorsed Eric in Missouri's GOP Senate primary. No other name, just Eric. I trust the great people of Missouri on this one to make up their own minds, much as they did when they gave me landslide victories in the 2016 and 2020 elections, and I am therefore proud to announce that Eric has my complete and total endorsement. I guess when you're too busy making it about yourself, you can easily overlook that both the male Republican candidates are called Eric. Of course, each of them wasted no time in claiming it was them who Trump had anointed in his name, not unlike in that scene with Idol in Life of Brian when the followers fight over the drop gourd and the sandal, each claiming that they're the chosen ones. A war of words has broken out between the Erics, Greitens and Schmidt, Schmidt's a rhino, according to Greitens, and Greitens is a sex scandaler with his hairdresser, according to both the Republicans and the Democrats. Meanwhile, Missouri Republican Vicky Hartzler, who is ahead of Eric but behind Eric, jokingly congratulated Eric McIlroy, a much lesser-known GOP Senate candidate in Missouri. As a side note, Josh Hawley, not an Eric, but a runner, is apparently endorsing Hartzler's running as well. I believe... It is that race in which Ron Watkins was also uh, running, who who got I think three percent 
of the vote. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Phillips Bong, you scored no votes at all. Not a sausage, bugger all. Yeah. Oh, and and Ron would actually sing in a very operatic uh-huh. voice. Climb <laughs> every mountain. <laughs> As red states go, Kansas is right up there. They voted 56 to 41 for Trump in 2020, and the last time they voted for a Democrat was 1964. So it's quite a big fucking deal that a ballot measure in this week's Kansas primaries, which would have allowed the state legislature to outlaw abortion, failed dramatically, with over 60% of Kansans voting pro-choice. Seemingly aware that they're wrong and everyone hates them, the pro-forced birth lobby tried to trick people into Mm. voting their way with a text message campaign advising people to vote yes to the ballot measure if they wanted to, quote, give women a choice, when a yes vote would actually have removed the right to an abortion from the state constitution. The texts were anonymous, so can't conclusively be tied to former Kansas Congressman (laughs) Tim Hulescamp, whose political action committee is the only major group campaigning in favour of the amendment, but when the Kansas City star called him up to ask about it, he aborted the call rather than facing the consequences of his decision. (laughs) And, in case you're still fuzzy about which partner forced birth laws are designed to punish, check out GOP West Virginia House of Delegates member Chris Pritt, who argued last week that expecting dads to pay child support is a bad thing because it will inevitably lead them to pressure their partners to get more abortions. So the best way to solve that problem is clearly to still force people to have babies but remove the requirement for financial support after the birth. Okay, Jim. Cue the laugh track. We're about to talk about Republican claims of voter fraud in 2020 again. And that can only mean one thing. Howls of derisive laughter. Arizona Attorney General Mark Brinovich has been investigating more than 200 cases raised by cyber ninjas. Yep, that crap, sorry, crack outfit of digital warriors who alerted authorities to so many instances of votes being cast in the name of apparently dead voters. Brinovich's review states that of the 409 cases brought, many were very surprised to learn that they were allegedly deceased. (laughs) He found that there were only a handful of potential cases, and Brinovich called some of the claims so absurd that the names and birth dates didn't even match the deceased. And of the handful, only one could be linked to a dead voter. And even then, the dead person's ballot was not counted toward the results of the 2020 election. And a spokesperson for Brinovich indicated that the facts of the case did not support prosecution of the individual who cast the vote. Just to remind you and cue the next laugh, in Maricopa County, Cyber Ninja's review found that Biden not only won the election, but that Trump's margin had been overcounted by 261 votes. And we still don't know whether they're still paying $50,000 in daily fines after failing to comply with an order to provide audit materials to an Arizona newspaper since January. (laughs) No, stop now. It's starting to hurt. If neither the name nor the date of birth matched the deceased, what? How how was it linked to the deceased How would they person? even say? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, that's because cyber ninjas are experts and are being paid a lot of money. So you just go, oh, yeah, well, this is dead person called Adam Smith who died in 1875. And again, yeah, well, the vote was someone the, else and a different thought, birthday. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and a different time. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
but there are yeah, 409 yeah. of them. So that no, just yeah. the fact that we've reported that <laughs> yeah. many cases. Never, the, got never to mind the fact it's bullshit. The... Look at how many there are. <laughs> yeah, There are, yeah. <laughs> never mind the quality, feel the width. Yeah. Joe Manchin is an asshole. A rich, capricious, fossil fuel-funded, houseboat-owning, spotlight-hogging, vote-blocking, contrary asshole. But he's our asshole. And very occasionally, having him instead of an actual Republican in the West Virginia Senate seat pays off. After he blocked the Democrats' ambitious Build Back Better plan, because, as I mentioned, he's an asshole, he made it very clear to Chelonian Senate leader Mitch McConnell that there was no longer any hope for a reconciliation bill which would benefit the Democrats and, technically, anyone who enjoys having a livable climate. As part of an agreement that saving the planet was definitely off the table, McConnell allowed 17 Republicans to sign on to an unambiguously good bill called the CHIPS Act, which sadly has nothing to do with getting John and Ponch back on TV, but in fact (laughs) builds up US computer chip manufacturing infrastructure, increasing technological competitiveness with China. Literally minutes after the CHIPS Act passed the Senate, Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer announced the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't do all that much to reduce inflation, but is, as it turns out, a budget reconciliation bill that includes almost $370 billion of climate spending, which is designed to reduce pollution by 40% by 2030, as well as $64 billion aimed at lowering healthcare costs. Honestly, It's not great that you have to trick Republicans into letting you do the bare minimum towards fixing the climate crisis in healthcare, like putting your dog's medicine in a block of cheese, (laughs) but at least they're stupid enough to fall for it. (laughs) On July 25th, West Michigan's WWMT-TV News Channel 3 was apparently testing the on-screen graphics generator, and gosh darn it, the numbers got broadcast ahead of the actual results of the Michigan's GOP primary race for governor. Insert face palm emoji here, because in the alternate universe of Republicans in elections, once you put numbers up and then more numbers arrive that are actually the verified results overseen by actual electoral officials rather than a television journalistic outlet who report the stuff, not run it, you're in for trouble. So Nat Ryan Kelly, who lost by 25 percentage points, and Michigan Senate candidate Mike Detmer, who lost by 16 percentage points, are contesting the results. Something about it's being stolen in the worst perversion of democratic blah, 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 yada, 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 yada. Bear in mind, these people lost to other Republican <laughs> candidates who won the seats. So what's the beef? It seems this particular stolen election stance is getting a bit tired, or perhaps it's really something Kelly at least should be getting therapy for. After all, he was arrested on June 9th on misdemeanor charges that he committed crimes during the January 6th attempted insurrection in Washington, D.C. He has pleaded not guilty. Duh. I feel like if I was a politician protesting my innocence of a crime I'd been accused of committing, like, say, stealing a car, and I was asked to vote on a bill that was designed to combat car theft, I'd take it as an opportunity to show just how very against car theft I am. I'd make a big deal about how car theft is really bad and I'm happy to do everything I can to help stamp it out. That's not the way Congressman Matt Gates decided to go. Instead, he voted against the renewal of a sex trafficking bill for reasons known only to him, his friend and cooperating witness Joel Greenberg, and an unknown number of underage women. 
Gates has also been an unwitting helper in the fight for abortion rights this month, following his low-rent stand-up routine at Turning Point USA's Student Action Summit, where he said, Why is it that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions? Nobody wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. Attacking people based on looks is a bold move for someone with an actual five-head. And Houston-based abortion rights activist Olivia Juliana owned Gates in a brief Twitter fight about his comments, which went viral enough that she helped to raise over $2 million for abortion rights across the country in less than a week. In a depressing suspension of life as we know it, ginger spice hugging the Dean Dorries, fuel price rises, heat strikes, inflation, lending rate, profits for shareholders, overpay for workers are not being addressed by the government except in some perverse game of anything you can ignore and lie about, I can do better, being played by the prospective leaders of the Conservative Party. Outside observers, and we're all pretty much outside observers in this competition, would be forgiven that this was a general election, given the amount of media airtime the bickering and infighting is getting, whilst only 0.3% of the population that is the 160,000 strong Conservative Party membership can actually take part in what is becoming a malformed rerun of the 2019 election when Corbyn's Labour Party were promising more and more outrageous things with each passing week, if only you'd vote for them, Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak are promising an increasing array of severe cuts, restrictions, privations and curbs on rights, wages and services in order to appeal to rooms barely filled with middle-aged, middle-class, grey-beard, white-faced, blue-rinse, blood-vessel-busting curmudgeons that in reality would have neither a woman and certainly not an Asian running their little England. Apparently, whilst in France, I can sign up to Conservatives Abroad in order to vote. Hmm... I wonder how the Labour Party membership registrar will feel about that. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used a fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Or simply tell one other person in person about how much they'd like our podcast. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump, just like our straw man level patrons Steve Bickle, Schmutz, Mark Reiki and Amber R. Buchanan. And our true Scotsman level patrons Kaz Tui, Andrew Houck, Max Beaver and our top patron Lauren. Thank you so much everybody for your patronage. It's really very much appreciated. You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump. All music is by the outbursts and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right, go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. Baby Spice would never have hugged Nadine Dorries. Never liked Ginger. Never liked it. No, I've I'm not sure about no. I could say the same about Posh Spice. I think she probably I think she's Oh yeah, she totally definitely would. A, a Tory. Yeah. yeah. Baby Spice. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Spice. You see, yeah. She, have, yeah. she was the best. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Posh Spice. Hold on. Scary. <laughs> what? Scary, forget it. It's always Posh Spice. Posh yeah. Spice, really? Baby Spice. On what basis? Posh Spice, I don't know. Black hair, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> David no. Beckham, I don't know. I don't know. Too pointy, Posh Spice. True. Very pointy.
Very pointy. All elbow. All elbow. All elbow and chin. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'll grant you that. Yeah. Whereas ginger, <laughs> these days, a lot of elbow and chin. Those days, it was quite, quite, what would you say? Voluptuous? Yeah. I wouldn't say voluptuous because that's not a word, but yeah. yeah. Well, it's, very, it's a portmanteau word, isn't it? Is that <laughs> voluptuous and lumpy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think she was voluptuous. Yeah. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 